Welcome to the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. I'm Lizzie, a magical super soaker. And I'm Hannah, an enchanted knight in shining armor. And this week we'll be discussing Descendants 3 and thus concluding our first review of a series on the podcast. This is the Descendants finale. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I know it's coming to you a little bit later than they normally do. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank you all for being patient. Um, Like I said, if you don't hear from us, just assume the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Assume Kenny Ortega's lawyers have gotten in touch with us. and (laughs) Yeah, um, but we're back. That's fine. (laughs) Um, We're back and we're excited. We're very excited. This is the finale of the descendants trilogy um there are a couple other shorts and things in the descendants mm-hmm, but we can briefly talk about but that's not you know. that's not what we're here for we're here for the decoms no. and this is the last descendants decom as of now mm-hmm. as of now i guess we're gonna jump right in to our 60 mm-hmm. second summary uh shout out to <laughs> Our friend Ian, who texted us a few hours ago, or texted me, Is he friend or is he foe? I don't know. So Ian messaged me and said, I have a complaint about the Slumber Party pod now that I'm getting caught up. Hannah says it's 30-second summary for the alliteration, but it's a minute. So 60-second summary has more alliteration. And he's right. So... To that I say we will change it. But I'm still not happy, Mr. Ian. That's, you know what? That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know what? Nope. Just the- another man mansplaining to us. <laughs> In the immortal words of Hannah Montana, nobody is perfect. I mm-hmm. gotta work it. Um, again so and again. Our 60 second summary. This will be mm-hmm. interesting this- to see how much of this I actually remember. I did watch. Mm-hmm. It's been a hot minute since we recorded. Since we, sorry, watched this. But you know what? It's also been quite a while since we recorded. But that's all right. True. Yeah. Out of practice. Oh, I do want to say before we head, before we head out, <laughs> no, <laughs> before we move on, thank you, everyone. We have surpassed a hundred followers on our Instagram account at summerparty.pod. And as of right now, we are at 221 total plays of our podcast. Which is crazy. It's crazy. I like those I like those numbers for us. Let's keep it going. I'd like it I even know. more keep if listening. there were more of them. But I know. Keep listening. Listen more than once. Play it on all your devices at once. Just feel yeah. free to, you know, put your phone on silent and let it keep going. Leave it somewhere in your house. <laughs> okay. Okay, so 60-second summary. This week it's Lizzie's turn. Let me pull up a timer for you. We're doing one minute, not one hour. That would be bad if I just let you go. Yeah, please do. You ready to want me to count you down? Okay, three, two, one, go. All right, so Descendants 3 picks up seemingly a little while after Descendants 2 has ended. Mal is still on the lookout for, what's her face, Uma, Ursula's daughter, who has not reappeared. They are getting ready to bring a new class of VKs to Oridon. And basically it starts off with them bringing the four new kids who are Drizzy, Drizella's daughter, 
Oh, God. 30 seconds already? So they bring the new kids. Audrey is back, and she turns evil. She puts a sleeping spell on everyone, and it's like, fine, I don't get to be the queen, so now I'm gonna be evil. And essentially, the entire thing is just them trying to stop her and save the kingdom, but there's also some political situations going on because Mal has suggested that they shut the border forever. So people from the Isle will never be able to come to Ordon. People from the Ordon will have never be able to go to the Isle. Also, they're engaged. And that's a minute, basically. And additionally, was also kind of the entirety of the movie. <laughs> I mean, there are some details I left out, but... I also watched this, um, <laughs> I yeah. watched this last Saturday. Today is Thursday, October 7th. Um, yeah. No, you did a pretty good job. We'll see. Let's see if Disney Plus could do any better. <laughs> if Mickey Mouse has gobbled his last goo. Okay, so according to Disney Plus, <laughs> um... The saga of good versus evil continues as Mal, Evie, Carlos, and Jay return to the Isle of the Lost to recruit a new batch of villainous offspring to join them at Oridon Prep. When a barrier breach jeopardizes the safety of Oridon during their departure of the Isle, Mal resolves to permanently close the barrier, fearing that Uma and Hades will wreak vengeance on the kingdom. Despite her decision, a dark force threatens the people of Oridon, and it's up to Mal and the VKs to save everyone in their most epic battle yet. Which is basically what you said. That is a that is a pretty large part that I did forget to mention. Yeah, well, the only I mean, you forgot to mention Hades, but other than that, you kind of hit all the, the people in the plot. Um, but yeah, so that's where we're at. Um, some exceptionally exciting things. Our very favorite person. Harry Hook is back. Thank God. He's back and he is flirtier than ever. He's back and he is so in need of some positive attention. From he reigned in the eyeliner a little bit. Yeah, I don't know how I felt about it. I, I mean, missed it. I thought he still looked great. I mean, he was a pirate, so. Well. As we said last week, is there really such thing as a pirate that's too sexy? No, never. Yeah, all of our favorites were back, except for Miss Lonnie, huh. Mulan's daughter, which was pretty sad. I'm pretty sure I read that she was filming another project, but there wasn't even a mention of her, which uh, made me a little sad. Mm-hmm. Sad, sad, sad. And Miss Audrey... As we said in the summaries, Miss Audrey is back. She wasn't in the second movie. She's in this one, and she's a villain now. She's a straight-up capital V villain, which I mm-hmm. kind of liked. I thought that was an interesting choice and not where I saw this going. I thought, mm-hmm. but I'm glad it went that direction instead of. Yeah, I'm glad her. that we went in the direction of not liking her because I didn't like her in oh, the other right. movie. right. And, you know, she gets kind of... I mean, of, I don't like her in this movie, either. She gets kind Sorry. of a redemption arc at the end. And I'm yeah. a sucker for a redemption arc, but I don't think it's necessarily... See, I'm not on board. I think I don't think it's necessarily a full-throttle... Full-throttle forgiveness. It's more of a, mm-hmm. like... We're just gonna try to coexist and mm-hmm. not terrorize the entire country. Um... 
I also have Rotten Tomatoes pulled up. Yes. Descendants 3 has a 78% on the tomato meter, which is pretty good. That I don't really totally – it, it's comparable to Descendants 2. I just remembered that Descendants 1 had like a 91%, so mm-hmm. you can't beat that. But this this is a good score, and I agree. I think I think it's a good movie. I think it's kind of the same as the other ones. Um, Lizzie, what would you give this movie out of five stars? So, what did we give the last one? I gave it 4. a four point five. I think you said four point two five. It was something in that range. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this. I think I'm going to give this another 4.25. Interesting. I think I'm going to stick with my score of last time. I think I'm going to stick with 4.5 because I like it an equal amount to the second movie. Yeah, I liked it an equal amount to the second movie as well. I will say I liked the last 10 minutes of this movie the most of any of the other anything in any of the other movies <laughs> mm-hmm. the best there's a great finale but oh yeah it was i also like like the first like 10 minutes of this movie the best well okay so do you want to hop right into it because we don't really have any new cast members to talk about really no i don't think so i mean there's some new kids but they oh, don't really celia. matter yeah she ended up we being- like celia pretty integral exciting. um and yeah. the that and she's actress, in julian the phantoms in julian the phantoms which maggie and i just finished watching this weekend <gasps> oh, oh what were her thoughts her thoughts on julian the phantoms yeah even if this positive, is just for me overwhelmingly positive her thoughts about me regarding the julian the phantoms overwhelmingly negative because <laughs> I didn't warn her properly for the amount of emotion she was going to feel. And the Unsaid Emily episode... I was gonna really ask. ...rocked her. Oh, wow. It was not a fun time to be me. Because <laughs> I felt really <laughs> terrible. But also, I couldn't stop laughing. Because <laughs> I had so funny. At, at Maggie? Yes. <laughs> uh, she had her Kim oh. Kardashian crying face on. So. Oh. What was okay. I, I did too. What was I to do? Um, oh, that's so funny. Oh. Yeah. So, Hannah, had I you was gonna seen it before? I had. I watched it probably, I would say not soon after it came out because I was in the UK when it came out. And. It wasn't sure. on there. So I probably watched it um, during 2020. Like I mentioned in a previous episode, kind of one of my quarantine projects was I'm going to watch all the decoms I hadn't seen. And this was probably one of them. But I had okay, seen it sure. before. What about sure. you? I had not seen it, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So this is concludes my first full watch through of the Descendants series. Um, Amazing. And I really enjoyed it. I was really excited. Um, I think we all know that I have enjoyed these movies so much more than I anticipated that I would going into it. Um, and I'm so I'm glad. so happy. I'm so glad that I ended up liking it as much as I did. 
And I know. Yeah, it was awesome. I was so happy. I'm so glad that you liked it. I was really happy that I that I liked it because we spent approximately five hours watching them and additional <laughs> yeah. hours recording podcasts about them. Um, mm-hmm. But also, it made me happy because, like, I'm excited for kids who had the, who had the series like at peak decom age, like. Uh-huh. The only thing I can really think of is, like, High School Musical was kind of like that for us with, like, sequels uh-huh. and things and just, like, any sort of High School Musical content we could consume was very exciting. Yes. And I think that's, like, how Descendants is for this. Group. I think so, it's too. Like, I have seen – I've seen um, Descendants Halloween costumes already at the store this year. Oh, sure, Like, yeah. it's – and oh I'm wondering God. if I should be if I should buy a child large and be Mal for Halloween, like get a purple wig. Yeah. yeah, I think you should. So Kenny Ortega is really just out here creating core memories for yes. multiple generations of children. He'll never stop. And now he's in Italy. I know. Living it up with Charlie Gillespie. And you know what? I've never envied Kenny Ortega more. Kenny Ortega more. Oh, <laughs> uh. I, this is a Kenny Ortega fan page, but we love Charlie. I, while we were watching Julian the Phantoms, I had like a full like mental glitch where I was like, why is this person so attractive? Like, it makes <laughs> no sense. I was like, where is this coming from? What is going on? And he's here? our age. I know. So it's perfectly acceptable to daydream about him. That is such a rarity for me to have He's a celebrity my age. I know. He's but, long hair, though. You know what? I'd get over it. He's the exception that we were talking about. <laughs> I would get over it. You know what? I... I would make an You said for the right reason, and the reason is that he's Charlie Gillespie. Yeah. Yes. I think I agree. He's got, like, a boy band thing going on, and that is Mm -hmm. one thing I will say. I am disappointed that, like, I don't really think outside of Mm K-pop, I don't think, like, kids right now have, like, boy bands to, like, lose their minds over. Yeah, true. Like, I was going to say, I feel like right now we're in the era of the girl band. But I can't even really think of girl bands. Oh, I've been into some girl bands recently. Some American ones. Oh, well, that's good. good. Particularly just Boys World would recommend. Oh, yes. I do like them. I do I like, like Boys them. World. But I don't know. I, I feel like, like kind of... Yeah. Like, K-pop, I think, is, like, where that sort of, like very committed online community is right now in terms yes. of like particularly like young girls like mm-hmm. kind of rallying around an artist yeah I think it's yeah whereas new. like when we were in middle school and high school it was like one direction and one five seconds of summer and oh my gosh i had the one direction um bring me home concert dvd and every time me and my friend Natalie would have a sleepover, we would watch it. 
and we watched it so many times that it broke. The DVD broke. <laughs> Did you ever see them in concert? No. It's me neither. One of my two greatest regrets in my life. I know. Is that sad? I, I, I wish I had. I'm going to try to get last minute tickets to go see Harry Styles at Gillette Stadium in Boston. And I'm going to go dressed as Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> my cousin saw him last week in Chicago. I, I love Harry Styles, don't get me wrong. But I think after watching mm, the bulk of Ted Lasso in the last four days, I think Jason Sudeikis did get me in the divorce. <laughs> that's okay i oh it really has changed my outlook on my life but that's a story for another time Mm -hmm. um yeah all right um where were we um i guess we could jump into quickly before we move on to some of our own hot takes you could give us some thoughts from an actual child lizzie thoughts for an actual child so we're Mm -hmm. gonna start this one off with a bang because Mm -hmm. So, first of all, let me set the scene for you. The context for the manner in which my beloved sibling and I were watching this movie. So, Magna Doodle had a birthday sleepover for one of her very best friends Friday night. Mm-hmm. Where in which they did not go to sleep until four in the morning. No. Um... So I went to pick her up. We were supposed to go, like, fall clothes shopping. And Mm -hmm. while we were eating lunch at the Applebee's, uh, I could just see, like, a wall of exhaustion just, like, smack her. And I was like, oh, we're not making it through shopping. And I had to decide, decide, hmm, would I rather her be awake and alert for shopping or so we can watch Descendants later? And I chose Descendants. So, uh, she took like a four-hour nap. And then we watched Descendants. And then afterwards, we FaceTimed Hannah. Uh, yeah. So it was that's, great. That's where we were at. We were both a little bit punchy. I was also quite tired. But, so Maggie has named, has given us a potential name for this episode. It's mm-hmm. not the one we're going to be picking, but it is a close second. And it's Descendants mm-hmm. 3, Gone Feral. <laughs> I love Maggie. I love that. And I do like that it is somewhat reminiscent of something that was is definitely before her time. The MTV, like, Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I sure hope she doesn't know about that. She certainly does not. I don't even know if she knows what MTV is. <laughs> Which, you know what? Also might be for the best. Yes. Um, but so here are her thoughts. She says, I love this franchise and we need movie number four. I feel like Boo Boo Stewart's characters in shows and movies for kids are destined to fall in love with blonde boys. Also, someone please get Harry the Pirate, a girlfriend slash boyfriend, finally. Oh, or a girl slash boyfriend. Finally, Celia is now my best friend. Celia. Aww. Who is the character who is the daughter of Dr. Facilier from mm-hmm. The Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. Who he – hold on. Let me pull up my notes real quickly. Um, Jamal Sims, who plays Dr. Facilier, he makes a brief cameo in the movie. 
is also a new choreographer in this film. He choreographed Ooh. the dance numbers with Kenny Ortega. And I really like his choreography. Yes. That was like one of my notes. I love the choreography. Also, while we're talking about villain parents, mm-hmm. this was like my favorite thing about this. So the four new villain kids are Celia, who is Dr. Facilier's daughter, uh, Dizzy, who is mm-hmm. Drizella, the evil stepmother's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And then twins, who are Mr. Smee's sons. From who Peter have Smith. no lines. <laughs> they were my favorite part of the whole freaking thing. They, were they have so no lines. Crazy. They just eat cake and sleep. You know what? Oh. Them and Kenny Ortega. That's who I envy. <laughs> that's who I envy. Um, Lizzie, but you know what, actually? Before we go into our own hot takes, before we dive in, yeah. I actually have a surprise for you. Because you have a 12-year-old sister, but I have a 21-year-old sister, and I have some hot takes from her. (gasps) Yes! Um, she finally caught caught wind that I have a podcast. Thank you, Kate. (laughs) Thanks for the support. She followed the Instagram tonight at dinner. We followed the Instagram 30 minutes before we started recording. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said, give me your thoughts on Descendants 3. I'll shout you out again, because I've shouted her out before, maybe once. And she said, she has just four, yeah, she has four bullet points. She says, these are hot takes. (laughs) She says, worst one in the series. Audrey didn't need a song. Hades being Mal's dad was weird. He didn't need a song either. However, I will say the opening song in Descendants 3 is my favorite. You know what? I don't agree with her on all of them. But I do agree with her on some of them. Yeah. She is a strong fan of Descendants 2. Oh, So yeah. that's where her, her biases lie. So at the end of this, I'm going to request that we tell the people which Descendants movie is our favorite. Oh, okay. Because I know, I know right after that which one mine is. So Me too. Oh, all right. Great. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, but yeah, now we can well, dive into our own I thoughts. Love I love to have many different viewpoints on this. <laughs> yeah. I do think at some point in this, I am going to have my parents watch a Disney Channel original movie and give their hot takes on it. Oh, that's a good idea. Well, I know my mom is going to want to give her hot takes on Lemonade Mouth. Because my mother is the biggest Lemonade Mouth fan. <gasps> yes. Maybe in the family. She, she loves Lemonade Mouth. Aww. I'd love to do that if my mom could stay awake through a whole movie, which would be well, hard for her. I would have to start the movie with my dad at approximately noon. And even then, yeah. it's a little iffy. <laughs> yeah, even then, they might fall asleep. You know what movie he will stay awake for no matter how many times we watch it? What? The Princess Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> the Princess Diaries. It's an Anne Hathaway stan. Well, I think it's that. I think it's Julie Andrews. Also. Ooh, interesting. So it's like the right amount of like... I don't know. It's a good, it's a good, you know, there's stuff in it for, for all ages. I love how we're only reviewing other movies and series in this episode. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we're both so tired. I'm, um, yeah. All right. Are we jumping in? Yeah, let's, let's finally jump in. All right. You go. You start. Um, okay. I think actually I would like to start with a discussion maybe of the music. That could be a good way to. I agree. To, um, so I like my sister Kate said, I think the opener in this one is amazing. 
I think it's the best of all of them. I agree. I think the song is great. It's called It's Good to Be Bad. They have some great choreography. Sophia Carson dances in these, like, stilettos. It's so good. I know. It really... Yeah. It was Mm -hmm. delightful. Um, Yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah. We have... You and I and Kate have conflicting opinions on Audrey's song. (laughs) So I want to hear your takes first. Okay, so... When I originally watched it, I was very excited about her song, The Queen of Mean, which is basically her villain origin story. She Uh is bitter about the fact that she had spent her entire life preparing to be the Queen of Oridon, because her and Ben were, like, childhood sweethearts, which I think is hilarious, because I'm pretty sure they're still legally children, but whatever. Yeah. Um... You would not know based on some of the stuff going on in this movie. Um, Yeah. However, I did not love the song. I think what excited me about the song was that this is where we find out that she's going to be the villain of this. Because before this, I was still thinking, like, Uma was going to be the villain. And she's not. And she's super not. She's, like, she's one of the good guys. One of the good guys. But I, it made me so happy that Audrey was going to be the villain because I disliked her already. And yeah. I disliked the character way more than I disliked Uma's character. So I was excited about the prospect of her being evil. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I don't like Audrey. I didn't like the song. It was a little bit too much like slam poetry for me. Yes! Well, that was what I wrote. I wrote, it's like slam poetry. Um, it was giving me very kind of um, late 90s, early 2000s, like, the odd kind of speaking lead up into an R&B song, but like done yeah. very poorly. Yeah, because it was, she sang the choruses, but everything else was speaking. Yeah, and it was like- and She has a good voice. We didn't want to commit to her doing a full rap. Yeah. So they're like, what if you just talk and then sometimes talk a little faster? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, girl, I'm not into it. I'm not into your pink and blue wig. No. I will say, um, Evie and Mal's hair did look marginally better in this. I, I was going to say, I wrote that um, this is my favorite Mal hair, even though it's not very purple in this movie. It's more blue, but that's explained by... I think the inclusion of Hades, her dad. Yes. They have to have some correlation between them. Yes. And But yeah, I think this is her best wig. What better way to show parentage than by hair color? Yeah. Than by genetics. Yeah. I guess. Um but yeah, I loved that opening number. That was mm-hmm. great. I did not super yeah. I could kind of take I really liked the Queen of Mean. Oh thing. sorry. I was going to say, I really like the song with the sword fight with the knights. Oh my Night falls. gosh. It, yeah. That was That's a great rad. song. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that made me so happy. That was when the VKs, like the four or five, I guess. No, four. And Uma and her pirates finally team up. Yes. And it was great. And they... 
uh, cast a enchantment spell on some knights, some suits of armor that have been to make sent. them bust a move. They make them bust a move, and they fight while they're dancing. And, yeah, it's so fun. Oh, it was so good. And there was also a lot of tension in that as well. We got back, <laughs> which we, got we like to see. Straight back into that. Mm-hmm. Straight back into that. And you know what? That's, fine. Mm-hmm. that's fine. Another good song in this movie is One Kiss, which is like Sophia Carson Evie's Ooh. like solo song. And I think it's her first solo song in the franchise. And it was really cute. It was so cute because Doug is under the sleeping spell that Audrey has cast on the kingdom. And they're like, ooh, it would be really helpful if he was awake. And Mal was like, hmm, well, you know, true love's kiss wakes people up. Works every time. Um, And Evie's like, um, we haven't said we love each other yet. And I don't know if he loves me. So I don't know if that's going to work. And her and Uma basically are just like, uh, well, you could try. We can find out. And it's very, it's very funny. And it's a good And she sings the whole song first before she tries. Yes. And it's like, she's like rolling around on the floor and she's really having a minute. It was awesome. And it was giving me very Gabriela Montez vibes. It was, but so much better. So much better. Yeah. So she's not, like, like, does he love me? Does he love me not? Yeah. 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 Doug did have long hair in this movie. Oh, that was bad. Yeah. He and I was trying to figure out if it was because he was filming something concurrently with this. And it appears not. So I don't know what their excuse was for that. Yeah, I know. I guess he just grew it out in the two years. Um... I wish they I mean, all I can say is he's not Charlie Gillespie, so didn't do it for me. He's not the exception. Sorry. No. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Zach, I think his name is. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so I'd like to talk about this kind of one of these first scenes here where they're preparing to welcome the new class of VKs to Ordon. And before this, mm-hmm. they are essentially having, like, a pep rally, like, beforehand. Yeah. And uh, King Ben is being, like, that kid at your high school pep rally. And he, like, has the mic. Um, it makes a little more sense since he's in charge of the whole country. But yes, you know, he's the king. Off, he's giving off similar vibes. Um, and he serenades Mal with a, mm-hmm. a like, acoustic version of... The song that he sings in the first movie where he serenades mm-hmm. her at the tourney, which, as you know, sent Hannah and I's hearts aflutter. <laughs> it did. It did. And then he asks her to marry him. Marry him. And she says, yes. Yeah. And this is when it becomes unclear how much time has passed between the second and third movie. Yes. Because it's like... Okay, they were clearly, like, 16 last time we saw them. Yeah. Are we 16 now? Has it been a while? Are we 18? Are we legal? What's going on? However, this is not the best part of this scene. The best part of this scene follows when Mal gets addressed by her villain kid friend. Oh, yes. (laughs) After, because this is the official kind of, like, she's going to be the queen. Queen. That's And they are like making fun of her and it's so funny and they call her your purpleness and yeah and your royal 
I don't know what they call it, like your royal evilness or something like that. Yeah, it was oh your crankiness. It really cracked me up. I'm not it was so lie. cute. They had like the friend banter again. It's great between these ones. Also, Carlos chest bumped the king and then immediately apologized. It was so funny. It was so funny. Maggie made us rewind that so she could rewatch it. I rewind it. I rewound it as well. It was very cute. It was a um. I what was I gonna say? Um, that's all I have for that scene. Yeah, it made me help. It, I loved it. Um, I also loved that Evie and Doug are still very much a couple at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes, Evie and Doug are still a couple. Carlos and. Jane. Jane are still a couple, although clearly, it, see, that's the thing, is it seems like there hasn't been that much of a time jump, because they're still, like, seemingly in a new relationship, and it's like, will she he, he remember her birthday? Yeah. Are we together? Jane's are birthday we hashtag- is an important plot point. plot point in this, because her birthday party is where Audrey shows up and sets the sleeping pel- spell on people in the first place. Mm-hmm. So... Which, when she crashes the party, like, at first, it's totally not scary. Like, she just makes some jokes about guacamole, and I'm like, mm. Yeah, weird. Okay. But then she, like, puts everyone to sleep and says something along the lines of, sleeping is too good for you, which actually was kind of scary, because it's like, ooh, did she kill him? She did not kill him. She turned him no. into, and him being Prince Ben. Prince Ben. King Ben. Into the beast. A beast. Oh, and that makeup, let me tell you. Oh, very bad. And then... Very bad. It would have been better if it was CG. You'll remember from the first movie that the lake is magic and the water, like, washes off spells. And Mm -hmm. Jane, being perhaps the most resourceful of all of them, fills up a super soaker, like, water gun with (laughs) this water. Because she's like, oh, I can squirt it on people. And then they... Like, the spell will wash off. So she just splashes him in the face with this water. And it, you know, de-beasts him. But he still has a beard. And fangs. Which is horrible. And reaffirms my hypothesis from the second film. When he has that horrible beard, it's very reminiscent of Dean from Gilmore Girls. When he has yes. appeared in one of the later seasons when him and Rory are having an affair. Yeah. So. You're right. I'm going to cut that out. But I did also like, this was big for Mal and Ben, communicating like mature adults mm-hmm. in their relationship. That was new. Yeah, that was, was new. Unprecedented. Very exciting. Because that was not, that was a major problem in the second movie. Yes, was they was. were lying to each other. Yeah. Um, But another fun thing, you know, everyone's coupled off except for Jay. And in the second movie, we were hinting that Jay and Lonnie would be mm-hmm. a pair. They were kind of paired off. But Lonnie's not in this movie. So who else is Jay paired off with but the pirates? <laughs> the pirates. And, and specifically Gil. Gil! I was so glad that he, like, had such a, you know... Oh, he was so prominent in this movie. And yeah. he was like, he was very wholesome because the pirates come to Oridon, 
for the first time. Mm-hmm. They haven't been here. Yeah, they break through the barrier. And Gil was, like, so excited by everything. He's like, fresh fruit? This slaps. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, he and Jay became, like, they had great chemistry. They had talked about taking a gap year together to travel. I know. It was very cute, although Harry Hook also was very flirty with Jay. At one point, I think he called him Gorgeous Face. <laughs> and while I, I always am one to root for Harry and Uma, I think they're a good pair together. It, it's fun to see Harry on screen with anyone. Well, that's interesting. Maggie and I had a big discussion about this mm-hmm. and about who Harry should end up with. Because yeah, what are your thoughts? Because I have thoughts. One of... The scenes that made me laugh so hard was Harry meets Jane. Oh, yes. And is, like, telling her, she's like, well, hello, like, you're ravishing. And Carlos is like, and taken. She's ravishing. <laughs> yeah. And taken. And Jane's just like, this is very weird experience. And then later me. he asks about, later he asks about Mal. He's like, so she's, like, absolutely taken, right? Sure she's taken? And Doug says, so is Evie. <laughs> yeah. That was Evie. And then... But they really... Oh, sorry. Go Una, ahead. And then in the finale, my favorite part of the whole freaking mm. movie... Yes. He is, like, asking about this, and Uma, like, kind of elbows him. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I'm not sure if it's, like, a friendly elbow or, a, like, I'm standing right here elbow. And then he... Yeah, it, it was very fully, much a, I'm standing right here. He fully leans in and tries to kiss her. For a kiss. And she just... Nope, and then nope, she ducks away. Swerves. Which I then, am mad about that. And then at the end... Yeah, and then he goes after Audrey. He has, like, a meet cute, like, sparkly eye contact moment with Audrey, which when Maggie and I were having this conversation, I was like, hmm. I have a feeling... There's going to be some sort of implication that, like, him and Audrey are going to meet. I I don't like it. And maybe I it's just because like I don't like Audrey. It. And maybe also because earlier in this movie, there's a scene. Maybe I'll put it on the Instagram because I texted it to Lizzie and accidentally spoiled the movie. But there's oh. this embrace between <laughs> Uma and Harry. And just his bicep is, like, front and center. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I wrote in my notes at the end, why aren't they giving us what we want and what we want is Uma and Harry, obviously. Well, I think their love would be a later in life. You know. Yeah. They're going to go their separate ways. And then they'll, you know, they'll have a reunion. And then they'll <sighs> be like, oh. But I want it now. <laughs> yeah. She'll be like, oh, maybe it was him all along. And he'll be like, yeah. Why do you think I was flirting with everyone what, else? Yeah. Yeah, when he stops being a womanizer and she can relax from being angry at Mal. Yeah. Which, I will say, that was a great... I liked that they had them be friends. And mm-hmm. they had... And then the, also... Physical I was going to say, in the finale... In the finale, when the barrier comes down... Spoiler alert, the barrier comes down. Permanent. And they all, like, kind of... Yeah, permanently, and they can, you know, go back and forth. And they have this great finale number... Um, which, by the way, then, when they're all paired off to dance together, Harry and Uma are paired back together. Yeah. Which I noticed. But also, um, yeah, there's this great part where, like, Mal and Uma sing to each other, and it's yes. very nice. It was awesome. 
Um, yeah. And Evie again great- dances in stilettos. Yeah, there were some great moments of male bonding in this. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my favorite line of this entire thing. So while King Ben is the beast, he like essentially like gets a giant splinter in his like beast paw. And Gil, mm-hmm. bless him, the himbo of our hearts, goes, he's got a boo-boo. That's why he's so cranky. <laughs> no. And it knocked me out. I was laughing so hard because there's just something about the way he says it. And it's like immediately after they've been, like been in this massive fight. And he goes, He's got a boo-boo. That's why he's so cranky. And he's so he says it so earnestly, like, yeah, obviously. Gil <laughs> is such a himbo that he can't be anything but sincere. But really, everyone I wrote, my very first note of this whole thing was they all look so hot in this movie. Yeah. They do. The costumes were very good, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were good. They finally put Belle in something other than like a 2014 yes. homecoming dress. I noted that. Yeah. Like, like she's the queen mother. Like, give her some respect. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm a liar. I was just thinking about the, the song that gave me Gabriella Montez vibes was not Evie's kissing song. I take that fully oh. away. What was it? Was it Mal's song? It was Mal's song, My Once Upon a Time, which is like after the black moment of the Uh. movie, where in which Evie and the VKs realize Mal has lied to them. Because Mal Mm -hmm. told them that like the royals were the ones who suggested that they permanently close the barrier between the Isle and Oradon. And Mm -hmm. when in reality, she's the one who suggests it. Which is wrong and incorrect and so then it comes out that she's the one who suggested it and so everyone like she's gets in a big fight it's very upsetting and then the piece de resistance they get turned to stone before she can reconcile so now she's got this like added stress of not only are my friends turned to stone and my fiance they're also mm-hmm. pissed at me. And someone random named Hannah. They go, Hannah's turned to stone, which I liked. <laughs> I liked that shout out. Yeah. We're like, who's Hannah? Yeah. All right. What else did we want to say? Um, I was going to say we actually earlier in this movie, not early in this movie, earlier in this podcast, we were talking, we brushed over. We said there's really no one new in this movie. And there is. Um, we get Hades. We find out that Hades is Mal's father. This is the only time we find out who one of the VK's second parent is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he kind of starts out as a villain. I think they, mar- like, in the promotional materials, like, yeah. before the movie aired, I think that they were, like, showing that he was going to be the villain. hmm But he- then he turned up to be part of the solution. Which was then part of the the message of this movie was that, like, everyone can have good and bad in them. Yes. And I will say, I think my favorite part of this is that this round of VK's parents and Hades all, like, actually like their kids. 
Yeah, right. they're not like the original four who like, just Celia were kind of abusive parents. Celia have like a great like father daughter relationship. Mr. C yeah. and his twins, like he like mm-hmm. walks them to like be dropped off at the. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very yeah. cute. Um, and even the even gra- the Dizzy's granny, like even though she like you know kind of has an attitude, she still is like misses her when she sends her away. Yes, and we can see right through it. We see that like obviously Mal and Maleficent do not have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Presumably, she is still a lizard. We never got any clarification. She is. She is still a lizard. Yes. Okay, but she has this great kind of dynamic with Hades where she's realizing like. He's kind of been watching out for her this whole time and like asking about her, even though she wasn't, he wasn't really able to be in her life. And he was staying away because he thought it would be easier for her if he wasn't in her life. Mm-hmm. And they have a good kind of, you know, come to Jesus moment where he's like, she's like, I wanted you to be there, like, regardless of whether or not it would have made my life harder. Um, and he ends up being kind of the missing piece to solve their solve their woes once they've kind mm-hmm. of taken down Audrey. She's essentially like on her deathbed. Like she's about to die. Yeah. And they need Hades. Hades is like the last person who can come and save the day. Yeah. Because apparently his they say that his ember is the most powerful magical instrument. Yeah. Which, which I did think is an interesting choice. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, like, is there actually a hierarchy of magical instruments? I guess maybe it's because, and he points out a couple of times in the movie, he's like, I'm a god. Like, he's yeah. not just any old villain. Yeah. So that could be why, like, divine power. Yeah. Oh. So, and Hades played by... Oh, yeah, Cheyenne Jackson. Cheyenne Jackson, who is... Broadway star. named Broadway star, and is also in Julian the Phantoms. <laughs> yeah. Because Kenny Ortega only knows how to cast three things at any one time. Mm-hmm. As he should. As he should. Um, I will say, him and Mal have a great song at kind of towards the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Which called- when we kind of first actually meet him. Yeah. What is it called? It's called... I... Do what you gotta do, maybe? Something about doing what you have to do. Hold on. Maybe I should look it up. So, yeah, do what you gotta it's do. Like a fun rock, it's like a fun rock and roll number. It's great. And I have to say, like, we've talked in the past about Dove Cameron being, like, a theater kid. But you can just tell, mm-hmm. based off of how her and Cheyenne Jackson kind of, like, play off each other. Like, wow. The theater kid energy was off the charts and i don't mean that in a bad way like they're both ridiculously talented cheyenne jackson i will never get over how high he can sing as a grown man oh yes jesus christmas it was bananas and also i think this movie in particular kind of really shows off what a good singer duff cameron is too i mean you know she's had solos in all the other movies but this was in this one, I think I, like, wrote down, like, she she sounds really, really good. Yes. Oh, you know what I did not like? I did, not, did like not like that Audrey at Jane's birthday, when she's casting the sleeping spell, does this weird, mm-hmm. sultry, happy birthday song. 
like she's trying to pull a Marilyn oh. Monroe. I hated it. Yeah. It was so Yeah, that was not good. It was weird, and I didn't like it. No, I agree. It wasn't good, but you know me. I don't like anything Audrey does. Um, and I I am not fully sure, like, why we immediately kind of forgive her at the end. Like, I guess we said, like, we don't fully forgive, but I don't know. Who's to say? If it were up to Who's me, to we wouldn't have forgiven. And maybe that makes me petty, but Perhaps. I just kind of hate her. I would say, and this doesn't have to be in the episode, I just want to bring this up, because I guess this would have been better, like, an hour ago. Um, did you notice the plot hole with Dizzy? Because at the the very last thing we see in the second movie is, well, first of all, Evie's saying, Ben, can we bring this girl over? And he says yes. And then they yeah. show her getting an invitation. Mm-hmm. And then in this movie, it's as if she doesn't know she's coming until they pick her name. Hunger Games style. Yeah, I I was wondering about that. I was wondering about that. And... Yeah, that was weird. It was weird. But who say Mo my question wasn't the thing with Dizzy wasn't that kind of like an after credit scene in the second one? It was. It Maybe was. that's why they re put it in case people didn't actually watch it. Probably. I think you're probably right. I just that threw me off. Not threw me yeah. off, but I was like, that's a plot hole. Kind of weird. Um, I don't know. I, another fun point that we can totally cut is that I wrote the fight music, which must have been when Mal as a dragon and Audrey were fighting. I wrote it sounds like carrying the banner from Newsies. I thought the exact same thing. Which is hilarious because we know Kenny Ortega. Because Kenny Ortega worked on the freaking connected it all. Uh, He only knows how to do one thing. So the takeaways from this movie are pirates, still sexy. Very sexy. Still laden with tension. Um, um, Evie and Doug. Is that it? In love. Um, so I was going to say we already gave our reviews, but... So I guess all that's left is our sneak peek to next week. Oh, nope. No? Nana? Which what? of these three is your favorite? Which of oh, oh, yes. is your favorite? Okay. I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, and I probably made it clear, but my favorite Descendants movie is Descendants 3. Really? Yeah. I think it has, in my opinion, some of the best music and the best choreography. And I like how mature it is. Like, how mature the characters are. Okay. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Editing Lizzie here. Hannah texted me, and she's a big liar, liar, McLiar pants. and wants to change her decision. And she says that her favorite Descendants movie is Descendants 2 because, quote, she has now watched it three times this month, which means she is coping through... The Kenny Ortega cinematic universe, as she should. What about you? Mine is going to be Descendants 2. Another excellent choice. I loved I loved it. It made me so happy. Although I will say, I, as I said earlier, truly watching all of these has been a delight. And 
mm-hmm. far more enjoyable than I anticipated it being at the beginning when I thought it was going to be not enjoyable at all. And I love how many people texted us and said that they were rewatching them because of the podcast. Yes, or watching them for the first time. And that mm-hmm. was that really made me happy. Our influence. I know I love being an influencer. Run me. Um, but I guess you. now we can actually sneak peek to next week, which it's not really a sneak peek because we did post our spooky season schedule on the Instagram. Woo-hoo! Um, and I can't imagine that people I don't know, maybe some people haven't seen the Instagram, but if you haven't, during the month of October, each week we'll be we will be watching another sorry, I need to start the sentence over. Each week in October, we will be watching one of the Halloween Town movies. Because we love giving the people what they want. So we're going from the Descendants series right into a new series. Another series. And you know what? I'm fine with that. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Um, Me too. Yeah, I think that's going to be great. And the last one, Halloween Town 4, is going to be coming out on a slightly different day than our usual Tuesday. It's going to come out on actual Halloween. So Return to Halloween Town, the fourth one, is coming out on October 31st. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to get it up early enough in the day that people can listen to it while they're getting ready. While they're putting Mm -hmm. on their costumes. And then... And then there will not be an episode on the 2nd of November. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. That's in a month. Maybe you'll get something. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping when I edit this, it's not as all over the place as it certainly feels. Um, Yeah. It feels a little feral. But Descendants 3, gone feral. Feral girl fall. Beep, beep. This has been the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. This episode was edited by Lizzie and collectively conceived of as a postgrad crisis by Lizzie and Hannah. This podcast has been distributed by Anchor, and we hope you'll join us again next week for our discussion of Halloween Town. Great. Right. <laughs> oh, is he giving share? You know who is giving share? Harry Hook. He is giving share my flirtations. He's giving share my tension. <laughs>